All right, ladies, so we are here for another episode, and I'm personally really excited. I think we all are pretty excited about this one, because we are talking about, what are we talking about, Paula? Vaginas. What's the actual word for it? Okay, vaginas and vulvas, okay? We, we need to know the difference. Okay. We apparently didn't know what, what our feminine parts were until recently, but we have a special guest. We have... My personal waxer, <laughs> Jessica Franco. She's here to um, give us some great insight, insight about um, basically women care, right, for our genitals. And yeah, we're excited. We've already kind of been, um, I guess, chit-chatting a little bit. Um, we, we took shots. We yeah. took shots. <laughs> she brought us an Avion Silver tequila bottle. Yes, and she highly recommends it. She said it. It's actually it was pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. We'll post it on our. I think I posted it on the story, but we'll post it again. Um, thank you for that, Jessica. That was super sweet. You're welcome. <laughs> we might have another one in between the episode. Uh, that's yeah. the one that came from the show, no? Avia, you know, it started from a show. I oh, TV really? Show. I can't I remember the name, but that's cool. Show, Interesting. Yeah. Empire. No, mm-hmm. not Empire. I don't know some show. And now we are drinking some Cabernet. Are you mm-hmm. drinking Cabernet? No, I'm drinking... Stella. Okay, everyone but Myra is drinking Cabernet. She's drinking the, the sweet stuff. Yes. <laughs> she hasn't acquired the Cabernet taste yet. No, I think she does yeah. sometimes. Have you? But uh, Mike brought us these bottles. He brought like four, right? Oh, Three wow. Or four. We're still drinking your bottles, so Mike, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, welcome, Jessica. Thank you for coming and for agreeing to be part of this episode. I know that you were a little nervous at first, but I think you're... You're fine now, right? Oh, I'm still <laughs> nervous. Uh, but thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And then when we were talking, I think it was like right after quarantine when you told me that you started this and I thought it was mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. And then, so I've waxed all of you. Yes. And, um, and so, and I've listened to your episodes and I think like this is like the whole concept of what you guys are doing is really cool and just awesome i'm gonna share it on my social media and talk about it more because the whole experience so far has been a lot of fun yeah thank you that's so cool. good to hear I mean, yeah. that's the second person that says that actually that i hear that from this week that, yeah that heartbreak episode i think you guys should do some more advertising on it because mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's really personal you know mm-hmm. it's like i was personally affected by it. like i thought it was really yeah. really cool yeah. and then um eric carlos also was a really cool yeah. episode to watch especially because we're just barely in our 30s and right. like we're adulting now and mm-hmm. so that's fun to like because that's what we're all like okay so what are we that's doing what we care about right, right. Yeah. Our, our future, future. Yeah. 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 yeah shout out to eric if you're listening, <laughs> listening yeah I'll, I'll let him know too yeah well yeah i mean your attitude right away when i told you about it like you said it was like super positive and you yeah, were like, yeah, like heck yeah we've been cool. saying it for a while even be, like i think before we started actually having guests again with the whole quarantine we had kept saying well yeah because i visited her and then i told her about when we first started i was like you know we'll have you for an episode and i i think we just left it at that and then when i finally thought about this topic i was like Jessica would be perfect. Yeah. This is her episode. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't seen you since what December, right? Mm-hmm. Was the last time mm-hmm. that I went. Girl, I know I need to go back. You pay that visit. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she was a good client and let me know like, hey, I'm dealing doing some stuff and yeah. I'll get to you when I get to you and yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Hey, blame it on COVID, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Maybe it on COVID, yeah. yeah. Everybody was well. Yeah, COVID happened. Obviously, people weren't going. Um, but I think that might have been. A, was that a good break for you too? 
like during COVID? Uh, after? At, at first, I was crazy and I was mm-hmm. so upset because I'm a workaholic for mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. and I really like I'm a mom of two. And, you know, I run a whole household. So, like, when I'm waxing you guys, I'm, it's, like, my getaway time. And it's, like, me time, you know? Like, so right. I really enjoy working. And so I was, like, what the hell? <laughs> what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> yes. And I even said to myself, like, I'm not following these rules. I'm going to continue to work. Right. And then, you know, they really – it was serious. Like, I underestimated, like, how serious it, it was. was. And so, um, you know, they – sent me home with my tail between my legs and Aww. I had to like deal with it and um and so I'm 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 uh, I was listening to your podcast you know, <laughs> yes personally um but I'm like you said um Martha takes baths and you're like I can't just stop like that and yeah. I can't mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. and so um I gotta go 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 and so mm-hmm. when I'm at home like if I'm stopping and I'm sitting down and I'm like anxious like yeah I'm the same <laughs> and way. so I just gave myself projects and that was awesome to be able to just like get my house together spend time mm-hmm. at home it's kind of like that time that none of us knew we needed. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, I've always had Can we go back to a quarantine for a week? <laughs> yeah. I kind of miss it sometimes. Never mind. I want to go back. Yeah. I was like, yes, I get to go back to work. And I'm like, okay, can I go back? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, the day that we finally, I finally went back to you, um, it was me and uh, my friend Beatrice. We always, we always go to you. Um, so we made like a whole like friend date. That day oh, that or whatever, day was... we were like, let's go get waxed. I think I like booked you last minute. I was like, hey, can you fit me in? And it was like 8.30 or whatever back in the morning. Back, yeah. So we made like a whole day of it. Like, let's go get waxed. Let's go get our nails done. And yeah. Fun. So um, I invited Jessica because, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about um, obviously vaginas, but it's really focused more on like uh, women wellness mm-hmm. and also like body confidence. Uh, <clears throat> like how... Let me ask you this as you're listening, like, how comfortable are you, like, or connected are you with your vagina? And I mean, like, in every, in every way possible, right? Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about. But um, what are your, the numbers that we got? Okay. So I did a poll on our Instagram. And so actually, surprisingly, a lot of people, about 85% said that they're pretty comfortable talking about their vaginas, which is great. I feel like that's a huge step forward because 10 years from now, I don't think people were as comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like social media ten normalizes, years ago. is normalizing a lot of things, yeah. so, which is great. Um, how Have you spent any time looking at your own vagina? 90% say, said yes. That's awesome. Do you feel confident in what it looks like? 76% said yes. Uh, and number. It's a good mm-hmm. number, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this is not a good number. Have you ever had a Brazilian wax? 40%. <laughs> so that's what I think, I think it's because they get about. scared of no, the it, pain. It, it, that's what we're going to talk yeah. about, right? 40%. Um, another in, very interesting question that I, we're going to talk about as well is, did your mom talk oh. to you about your vagina before your first period? 8% said yes. Wow. Yeah. Right? Dang. I mean, I know we're older now, but, like, I hope that our generation is a little bit different now. Yeah. Um, do you masturbate? 69% said yes. Um and do you know the full anatomy of your vagina? 56% said yes, which I'm not surprised because yeah, we, did we personally didn't either. <laughs> uh, so everybody that answered those questions and that continues to answer those questions, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for sharing um, your information. But yeah, Jessica, why don't you kind of just like start off by telling us a little bit about what you do okay. and kind of how you got started. Okay, <clears throat> so I am an esthetician and I specialize in training and waxing 
um, Brazilians, male and female Brazilians. Um, I'm also an eyebrow expert, but that's another topic. Um, so I own my own business and I run a salon suite um, at Ziba Salon. And um, I started there from uh, waiting tables. So um, I waited tables for almost 10 years and I was coming close to 30 and decided that I wanted to start a career. And I think a lot of that had to do with having my first daughter, who's Zoe and she's eight. Um, and I think kids kind of just put you in perspective of like, what do you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. And especially did for me. And so I wanted to just kind of get some, get into something that I was um, excited about and that attracted me. And so at the time um, I found aesthetics, I was getting lash extensions and I was like, this is so cool. And this was like, before lash extensions like blew up Mm -hmm. and so I was like this is so cool I want to try to do this like let's do it and um and so I got into the aesthetics program not knowing like what I wanted to do and um and then the more I was in the aesthetics program I thought maybe I wanted to do like medical aesthetics which I did that and it wasn't for me and then I did a bunch of other things so I tried lash extensions um I tried uh doing makeup full-time I worked for mac and um and then I like I wasn't satisfied with one the environment and two the amount of money that I was making because um I was a hooter girl shout out to all the hooter girls out there (laughs) Um, so I was a hooter girl and I was used to making like fast money every day Mm -hmm. and and so um when you go to like waiting tables and like these like taking money every day you're used to like fast money Mm right and so I wasn't satisfied with like like um an hourly rate and you know five percent of like um um, an aesthetic, like a medical Commission. esthetician, mm-hmm. and then um, like I don't care how much you pay me an hour, um, the retail hours are not for me, especially Ugh, for a yeah. mother. Yeah, no. And then so I had I started getting Brazilian waxes because um, you know I was interested in getting them done, and then so I was thinking like, mm-hmm. okay, so this girl sees me like in this time and this is how much I tip her and this is how much I'm paying. I'm like, oh, she makes money. Okay. So like when you wait tables, you're like, okay, so I got four tables and I turn them over for like an hour. Mm. And then um, this is, so this is how much I can potentially make. Right. And so I, I figured that out really quick in like my career. And then so I flipped that around on the aesthetic. So I was like, okay. So then I applied for like my first waxing job and like I'm blessed to know that that was my niche because like I just fit in well the environment was like right up my alley and I made a lot of money mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so there I was to stay and that was much work I'm guessing oh, right as doing tables like the labor work like well I think the hours were better you know it's like shorter shifts and it was just it was just more money and yeah. that's all I really wanted because you time. enjoyed it obviously I loved it yeah <laughs> I mean you get to go to work and like get to know new people Mm -hmm. and then so like waxing is for everybody so you have like different demographics different ethnicities different Mm -hmm. ages so like you just get to know different people and Mm -hmm. like you are there to like you know know different lives which I thought thought was cool and so um so I did that for about three years and I met Martha in that time and and it turns out I was good enough to like get promoted and promoted and promoted so at that waxing company um, I ended up becoming a corporate trainer mm-hmm. and from there they gave me like an outside view of business and so they taught me what your um, numbers mean mm-hmm. they taught me like profit and loss like 
you know that and then that's another like whoa okay so this is how much I'm making and yes I'm making a comfortable living I believe like we were able to buy our house that year mm-hmm. um, you know I I didn't understand what it felt like to even just go buy whatever I wanted like you mm-hmm. just I think at that moment like what you're saying is like you felt like you were heading in the right direction mm-hmm. and I just, I just kind of want to point this out like I had I had gone to a couple of waxing I think it was European no um, shade to European because I'm, I'm sure there's different a lot of great people but um, when I finally went to to where you were working before I was like oh this is like my wax girl like I loved her experience <laughs> and so I said all my friends do I'm like no y'all gotta go to her she really did and I never went anywhere else so yeah I just want to thank put that you out there. thank you for that <laughs> and that was very cool mm-hmm. um so so yeah so I figured my niche and then I got promoted and I was a corporate trainer at that company and um and like I didn't get that connect or contact with mm-hmm. clients they actually put me behind a computer and made me do like accounting all day. Mm. And I was like, this is not what I expected when mm. I asked for a promotion. And I was actually on my way to go get my real estate license because I'm like, okay, so I'm a good waxer and this is the end of the line. Like, I need something else. Right. Mm. And um, fortunately, I was let go and I was shocked because, like, if the owner of this company would have told me to jump off of a bridge, I swear to God, I would have jumped off a bridge. Oh, she wow. was just very like inspiring and you know just like somebody that I looked up to to kind of like, like a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. like like a mother almost. Really, you know? I loved her. And um, then corporate wasn't what I thought it was, and I guess I didn't measure up. Mm-hmm. Um, but. So they let me go, and I just got smacked in the face with, like, I gave you guys five years of my life that I, you know, I I never took a vacation. Um, If my kids were sick, I'm like, shit, Zoe, you got to take one for the team, okay? Like, I'm going to send you to grandma's (laughs) house and don't call me, okay? Because I'm going to be in Dallas, you know? Like, there's just so much things, you know? And I don't call um, my husband and say, like, I'm driving in from Dallas and I have to put numbers in by midnight. So if you walk in this house and you give me shit about what it looks like, I promise you I'm going to turn around and flip. And yeah. He's like, well, tell me what you really think, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it was just like a high stress environment. And then, so they let me go. And then I was mad and I was like, you know what? I can do this by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it by myself. They let you go because they, you weren't, like, they said that you weren't, like, capable um, for the position or? In my opinion, I feel like they hired a V, a v- uh, vice president so you know I feel like every corporate is kind of like mm, yeah. in their own they make their own way and they, yeah. they do their own things um but this one for my personal opinion it was kind of like a shit show okay. and I was just kind of thrown into like left and right positions yeah. of like okay we need you to do this do it you need you to do okay. this do it and, and my idea of going to corporate was like to bring numbers up in every studio mm-hmm. to like bring quality in every single studio right. I wanted to work with the waxers I wanted to work with like the managers to make sure the customer experience was like up here yeah. you know and so um, they didn't. Uh, that's not what I did. I, I was right. in charge of like you know, say if you were a waxer, your numbers should qual equal to this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't, then I'm going to talk to your manager about why this isn't this. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is you know, managers are not waxers, and they don't experience the clients the same way aesthetics do, estheticians do. And so, you know, it was just a different. Like, yeah, I feel like I was a. They had an opportunity to see the outside looking in, and they didn't. But anyways, so that happened, and then I I was mad, so I decided to open my own. And so when I went to corporate, I left my entire clientele behind. 
I think mm. you had to find me, right? Yeah, we had, I had to search for her. Literally, I think my friend Tana found you first mm -hmm. somehow, and we're like, oh my god, I've been trying to find her. Like I didn't oh, have her wow. number at the time. I Dang. tried to call the place, and they were like, she doesn't work here. I'm like, what am I doing? My life? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, where's she at? I feel like when you expose your most the most intimate parts of your body, you know, you make a connection with that person. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there are some clients. I think a handful. Like I'm thinking like five at the top of my head that are like, if you're leaving, I'm never waxing again. And you know, in that mm -hmm. case, like, okay, come on, this is where I'm at. You know. Mm -hmm. And then so after that, you know, they just my clients just started finding me like, hey, Tanglewood Moms, I know her. She used to wax me. <laughs> and so so when I started my own business, I started from scratch pretty much. And I had a couple clients on my social media, and I was like, hey, I'm waxing now. Um, but um, so I started from scratch, and I actually got a Groupon, and then from there I was able to like retain my clients and mm. and then build. And so like today I'm seeing like 200 clients a month, which is oh, a wow. That's solid awesome. number yeah. that um, I'm happy about. And so here I am, and, and like if you find your niche and you want to go into business for yourself, like do it, take those risks because the quality of life is so much better. Mm -hmm. um, so like I told you before, I loved working. I loved being at work. I loved working with people. I still, I missed a team today, mm -hmm. but, um, but like you have my schedule and my priority is in line, you know, like my family comes first mm -hmm. and I feel like they should have when I was giving my life to a corporate mm -hmm. company that I was exposed, I was expendable to, you know? And so, um, it's, it's so better, like, you know, and I'll have breaks or like I'll have short days or some days I'll have nobody on the books and I'm like, okay, girls, let's go to the zoo or, you know, I've got like two hours here to spare and I'll go home and put dinner in a crock pot or something, mm -hmm. you know, like, or just go home and wash my dishes or mm -hmm. go to the grocery store. My life is just so much better now and I make more money. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how long being your own boss, right? Yeah. Oh, if you, if you can figure out your niche and like where to be and, and, put your passion into it, please do it. Like, don't right. hesitate. Even if, in the first, and, okay, so in my relationship, I, at the time, was working, and I was making, I was bringing in more income mm -hmm. at the time than he was, so I was like, I'm starting my own business. Like, you gonna hold it down? You ready for this? <laughs> mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, we can do it. Let's do mm -hmm. it. We got savings. Do it. That's mm -hmm. awesome. And then, yeah, and then I supported you. And then I did do it, and it only took me six months to come back up. Mm -hmm. Six months. That's it. That's nothing in business. No. Yes. he. Ha I think he had to so sacrifice, like, some stocks or something that he had to, like, pull out. Yeah. And, like, supplement the bills. But six months, and I was like, all right, I'm back to half, if not more, because we I pay half the bills and pay for the kids. But, right. like, I'm back. <laughs> Let's do it, you know? Yeah. And so... Here we are. That's Here awesome. we are. I love hearing stories <laughs> like that. Yeah. I know. I love it too. It motivates us. So are, are you also teach people? Yes, I train. Um, you, you train. Yeah. So I go to, um, you know, like cosmetology schools, aesthetic schools, um, and I have like friend um, instructors that will come and say like, hey, come wax, my, come wax for my class. And I feel like you know, in the cosmetology program and the aesthetics program, they touch very little on waxing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm happy to go and lay some strips down on a body and inspire somebody because mm -hmm. I know what it's like to be at school and not knowing what the heck you want to go do or go, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like numbers never lie. Like you always look into the numbers and that is what attracted me to waxing because like mm -hmm. this is this is what I say to if I go to a cosmetology class for example, I'm like, all right ladies 
how long does it take you to do a uh, color um, highlights? Um, yeah, let, let's say how long does it take you to do um, a full color and a cut? Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it, on average, it's gonna take them about an hour and some change. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how so you see one client in that color and cut, right? So if your color and cut takes, let's say you're fast and it takes an hour, mm-hmm. how much money do you make? You know, and then I ask and like numbers shoot up and I'm like, okay, so in that time. I have a what it's called a per person average of $60 a client. Mm-hmm. And then in that $60 a client, I can see four clients in one hour. How many clients do you see in one hour? One. And what do you charge them for that ticket? Blank, whatever. You know, and then, okay, calculate how much money I told you I made per person an hour. And if I can see four person an hour, how much mm-hmm. money do I make? And then you see, like, their eyes just, like, light up. Yeah. And they're like, okay. So you put numbers in front of them. You do the math. Right. Like, how much it- money you make and how much time. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, nobody's going to cosmetology school or aesthetic school to, like, not make any money. Right. right? right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it, sh- it should be important to talk business and numbers. And I believe they did do that with us, but I just didn't pay attention to it at right. the time. And they didn't enforce it. Because like, you were focused on, like, services. You know, yeah, the services it's, right. itself. Right. And you did have, like, a like a minimum client average or something like that. And yeah. They broke it down for you, but it wasn't, like, put your hand down, this is important, and this is right. Like, this is what matters. Right. (laughs) At the end of the day. I think another thing that why you've also been so so, so successful is that you have a really good retention, like you said. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I mean, I'm a personal, like, uh, example of that, right? Like, it's like, I need to find her. I don't know where she is, but we need to find her. And all of my friends have said the same things. You just make it, you make the the process, like, go by, like, so smooth. Right. I just think that she knew what she was doing, like, from... Like right away, well, it's like the first day I went with her, I was like, "Oh, this girl knows what she's doing." I think a lot of like wax retention comes from one, my confidence, because yeah. when you guys are laying oh, down, oh, for on the sure, bed, you have the confidence. Yeah. You don't see what I'm doing, right? You can't, you don't know if my strips are laid properly. You don't know if I'm pulling or or applying in the right direction. You don't mm-hmm. know if my borders are right or not. Um, all you see is like my upper body, mm-hmm. and so like I think like confidence is a key. For everything. For everything. Right. Like, you guys don't know if, like, the back of your hair looks good, right? right. But if your hairstylist is like, oh, yeah, baby, it looks great. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, I feel beautiful. You know, the same with your vagina. Like, yeah. you're um, you're blindingly trusting me with it. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, once you get used to it and you get the feel of, like, what it's supposed to feel like mm-hmm. and then you go to someone else and then you're like, oh, no, I'm going back. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I never went anywhere. Um, no, I never. I've just been with you. Right. Yeah. We'll try so it. on the whole we'll subject of vagina, <laughs> I think as women, we're all curious. I mean, I personally, in person, haven't seen another vagina. You know, um, we want to know. Like, I think we all like are curious to know what do other vaginas look like. Like, is it like? I'm pretty confident. I feel like in mine. Like, <laughs> so you're confident in everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I I treasure my vagina. You know, I take, I try to take care of it as, as much as I consciously can or whatever. But I feel like it is a thought that we all have. Like, is my vagina, like, are we all the same? Like, Do they all look the same? Do they all look the same? Do they all have like, the same color? Exactly. Like, like, it's just like that, com- yeah. that body confidence. And, it, and if you're a listener and you're kind of, like, struggling with, like, the idea of, like, how your vagina looks, like, what is, like... Tell us about that. Like, you deal with so many women. Okay. You see a lot of vaginas. Um, so what is it that you deal with on you a day-to-day basis? all kinds of vaginas. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So 
Um, okay, so one, like if you come see me, I tell you like, all right, you undress, I get out. Like mm-hmm. if you want to wipe her down, there's a wipe there. Like you can do that. Mm-hmm. Do that personally, undress, because I think that's more personal than what I'm actually doing. Like mm-hmm. I feel like when you undress yourself, that's like it should be a private thing. And then you get up on the bed, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we get going. I really just like it's a vagina, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm there to take the hair off and pretty much that's what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all the vaginas are the same. They're just different. Like, so, and I, and I was doing research on like what my opinion was going to be with my girlfriends and I'm like, okay, so do I talk about it like positively or like, what do I talk about? And they're like, (laughs) no, like you talk about it. Like it's like a body part. Like if it's Mm -hmm. like an arm or something Mm -hmm. like that. Right. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, (laughs) I got it. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Just making sure. Um, but like, but I feel like I see like a vagina is a vagina and there's just like different shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. different colors. and Right. So I think they're the same, but different. And then so like I said that to someone and they're like, so they're different. And I'm like, yeah, but they're all the same too. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, you got just different, like bigger mm-hmm. ones, smaller ones. Like, Open, close ones. What were you mentioning oh, earlier? Yeah. <laughs> half, half ones. I mean, I had never heard those terms before. Okay, so let me ask you this: Like, do you have women come in there like very self conscious about it, like to where they're today? Most of the time, make yes. an excuse for their vagina the whole time they're there. They're like, oh, and, and this is this is when I hate the most. They're like, here's twenty dollars. You had to look at my, you had to look at my vagina. Oh, oh my god, you just looked oh, at my wow. butt. Like, and I'm like, I'm here for a reason, you know. Like, mm-hmm. that's to, my job, right? And so, and you'll not only that, but they're there for a reason to feel more confident, right? Yeah, you know. Um, so you know, I get that a lot, and so in that case, like. Like, yes, a lot of people are very just, like, insecure. I think, one, it's intimidating to expose yourself to, like, a stranger. Mm-hmm. You know, those I mean, are the yeah. most, th- that's the most intimate part of your body. Right? I, I can't only... relate. <laughs> no? No. I'm not going to lie. When I first went with you, I was, like, super nervous. Were you, like, shaking? I was. I was I sweating. I think I told you. I was like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. I was embarrassed because, yeah. I mean, I only go to my OBGYN and then, you know, my sexual partners, but that's about it. Right. Yeah. With her, I was and like, even, oh, okay. And even your sexual partners are not up and close and personal. No, they're exactly. not. No. They're not like. With stink. the lights bright and mm-hmm. like. No, which is what we're going to talk about that too. The lights are <laughs> off. Yeah. No, but I. And that's a problem, you know? Like, that's what I wanted to know because it's like, I. You know, I, I only know based on my circle of friends. It's like what we talk about and we really hardly really talk about like deep into vaginas, but like. I don't know. I, I feel, you know, as I'm, I'm, I started doing a lot of research, obviously, for this episode, it, uh, we want to mention this, too. This episode was highly inspired, if mm. you have not seen it yet, by the Netflix show. What is it called exactly? The Goop. Goop. The Goop Experience, I think it's called. It's mm. Gwen and Paltrow's, like, company. They did, like, a, a docuseries of, like, different health and wellness, like, uh, episodes. One of them was um, re- regarding, like, body confidence about your vagina and I told you that right away. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, that's when I came to you and I was like, we need to do this episode. I'm inspired by this. By it's this, called the like, Goop Lab. The and Goop Lab. There the you go. The episode itself is called How to Pleasure. Uh, your Pleasure is the Yours. Pleasure the Pleasure is Ours. Pleasure, uh, the pleasure ours, is Ours. Yeah. So yeah. watch it if you haven't watched it yet. But this, is, this whole episode is inspired by that because it's like, I think it got me thinking like things that I was, wasn't even considered Over, before. Yeah. yeah. So I want to start off by saying that um, I didn't know. And I kind of feel lame by saying this, but I didn't know that your vagina is not everything going on down there. 
Your vagina is your birth canal. Basically, your vagina is inside of you. It's not even like your outer part of it. That is your vulva. And yes, that might seem ignorant. I wonder why we even like thought about like why did we why do do we call it vagina? Like why do why why does the world call it vagina? I think that's just a slang. Yeah, you know that's just. It's like to me, the vulva is the most important part because the vulva consists of. Me, all I need to know, all I need to know is the clip. <laughs> That's all she cares about. That's all I care about. Okay. After that, I don't care about every other any other body part. But Paula has some insight on on the anatomy of what a vulva is or the whole parts of it. Well, yeah. the clitoris, like you said, is like the top part. The labia majora, labia minora, then the perineum. I didn't even know this one. Mm-hmm. That part's like in between your vagina and your anus, and then your urethral opening urethra so why do you think like as women like we never bothered to like learn about learn it. about it why did it i think it's the whole culture thing well at least for me right. like my mom never spoke to us about our vagina and never told us you know like facts about it like That's nothing true. like never mm-hmm. they said on the document too that the goop that you're talking about the goop show they said that um that's the birth canal and like like culturally in this day and age you know people are not um comfortable talking about like the entire vaginal area right so um so they said it's just like a stigma you know and the the i guess this guest on the show said you know like i'm very like serious about talking about the vulva right Mm -hmm. and so like i think that's just yeah it's a (laughs) systematic cultural like way of thinking that the birth canal is what's important to come Mm -hmm. out of a woman because like culturally we're shamed and embarrassed to talk about like pleasure when Mm -hmm. it comes to women like the clitoris Mm -hmm. area you know that's that's what the show was about yeah and it really got me thinking too like exactly exactly that it's like i feel like as women and i and i i don't have children you have you have a daughter but um two two yeah (laughs) for some reason i was thinking your other one was a boy um so the way I feel about it, it's like I feel like we grew up in an era where like your virginity was like important, and it's crazy because in a sense, if you think about it, it's like you, it's like they hold value in a woman based on your virginity. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. not fair. But that's still, not fair. But I still think virginity is power. I though. do think it's power. I think it's beautiful. I think, but I think it's beautiful if you're conscious, if as a woman, and you're a woman when you're a teen, when you're in high school. You know what I mean? As a woman, you learn the power of your vagina. You know what I mean? Like, right. you learn, you know the beauty of it. You As res- in, you respect your body. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like, it's when you want to, not w- not what's going to make this person happy. Does that make sense? Right. Or Like, you hold the power to that. But you shouldn't be ashamed for, like, basically uh, not you, being a virgin if or like cautiously and you know respectfully like want to make that decision right right then that's your decision right and that's the power that you to have that you should have but you know you have to respect your own self i feel like right right so i feel like we grew up you know with that mindset of like i i my mom never told me anything about i wonder my- if it was just a hispanic culture no. i wonder I mean, that too no it's wrong. not just I don't think it's just. I don't think so. You think it's every culture don't talk about it like back then? Oh, to not talk about it. To not. Um. Okay. 
culturally, okay, so I'm Hispanic, and um, you know, I don't speak Spanish personally. And what? What? Tell us what you are, because okay. you're not. So I'm brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, culturally, I'm Tex-Mex. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, my father's family, my mother's family are generations and generations here. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandma's from Seymour, Texas, and her mm-hmm. parents spoke English, and my stepdad's family and my step grandma actually has this conversation with so I have two best friends from being very little and mm-hmm. you know her name is Teresa she's from Monterey and so like just naturally when you're I think when we're little we're like where are you from and mm-hmm. like and then so my friends were Mexican and so they're like what part of Mexico are you from and I'm mm. like I don't know I don't know <laughs> what part of Mexico I am so I'm riding around with my stepdad's mom which is my grandma too because my stepdad's been my dad since I was two, so that's my grandma. And so I'm like, Grandma, what part of Mexico are you from? <laughs> so I can tell my friends, you know? Yeah. And they're like, and she's like, Mija, this is an ugly word, but you're not Mexican. You're Chicana. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and in my day and age, that was a really bad word. Mm-hmm. But she was like, I don't know what other word to give you of to what you are. And then, like, this big light bulb opened up, and I was like, wow. Okay, so, like, it's different, you know? Uh-huh. And it is different. Like, culturally, it's different. Um, I'm from Texas. You know, our enchiladas are different. Mm-hmm. Our rice and beans are different. Our hot sauce is different, you know? You're very Tex-Mex. Yes. Yeah. And so, technically, that's my culture. But you're... You're also from what? Yes. Um, so my biological father is Colombian. So mm-hmm. he's from Colombia. Um, he didn't raise me. So I don't really have a whole lot of connect to mm-hmm. that culture. Mm-hmm. But I you mean, have some Colombian in your blood. Yes. Yeah. Aesthetically. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I don't know. I just, I, I, the thought, I think about the idea of like if I ever had a daughter and everything. And it's like, I would want to at the very least like, let them know how important it is to understand your body you know right. what i mean and, and 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 value it and and love it learn mm-hmm. how to love it for you know, yourself you know what trips me out though like i'm sure like a lot of hispanics moms like or mexican moms it's like they care about when, when they you when you lose your virginity oh. oh you care so much when you lose the virginity but you don't care about teaching us about it yeah. Or, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. That's what I don't, it's true. That's it's what true. I don't get. My mom had, right. like, the biggest, Teaching like, fit when she found yeah. out yeah. Talking to us about sex and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Periods. Periods. And, and, my, and my mom was the same. Like, I didn't yeah. get a whole lot of, like, inside on what it was or, like, what it meant. It was just like, oh, you're not old enough to decide whether that is or not. Like, so okay. you have a daughter. She's 10, the I, oldest. I have two. One eight and uh, one four. Four. Eight. Okay. So you, in your profession, you deal with vaginas, like, right. day in, day out. My girls know How do that you f- I wax, and they call it vaginas with a B. So, <laughs> so you're, like, the perfect person to, like, talk about how do you, commu- as a mom, how do you communicate that to your, like, daughters? Like, how do you talk to them about them feeling confident about it, about the meaning of it, about all of that? Like, okay. Um, I think it starts from, like, uh, vaginal hygiene. I think it starts there. Mm-hmm. I think... As a mother, it's really important to, like, make sure that they look at it and they know that it's clean. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, like, talking about your vagina started for me. <clears throat> and um, I honestly, I can tell you, like, with my hand up, like, scouts on her, I don't really know if I paid a lot of attention 
to if my vagina was clean before I started washing vagina, waxing vaginas. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't. I honestly do not know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I see them on a regular basis, I always make sure that I let my girls know. Like if you're in the bathtub, um, you clean it. This is how you clean it. Look at it and make sure it's clean. How do you, know, you clean? Those I mean, in your opinion, what is the best way to like okay. keep, keep your vagina clean? You have to move your outer labias, right? You mm-hmm. want to look at it, look into it, and make sure there's no like toilet paper residue. Mm. Um, you know, you're cl- like obviously, like if you're just in the shower and you don't even touch that area, it's closed. You know, your legs right. are closed. You're standing up. It's not going to be addressed. Right. Right. Um, so when you're little, you take baths, right, and you soak, but. Um, as soon as they get out, I'm like, my eight-year-old now, she's more independent. She washes her own hair. She washes her mm-hmm. own ass. So I'm like, did you clean your vagina? Did you scrub your armpits? Yeah. What about your feet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so things like that. So um, you talk to her and you talk directly vagina. Right. We They all understand. And, like, I feel like when you guys have kids, you'll know, like, there's really no privacy when you have children. So I wax myself. And then sometimes I leave, like, a little strip, like, a little strip of hair, like a deep bikini, yeah. like a little landing strip. Mm-hmm. And so I was getting out of the shower and my four-year-old walks in because they give you no privacy. Literally. <laughs> and she's like, Mom, what'd you do to your vagina? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, I waxed it. Why? And she's like, ugh. Somebody gives you a spray tan, they're gonna think you look really weird. Oh. And I'm like, can you get out? Stop looking at me. Like, no way. And so they're very cautious of like your body parts, you know. Also, I'm like brown, you know, like I'm a little darker, and my girls are not as brown as me. And so we take a shower together, and they're like, Mom, why is your booty brown? And I'm like, Okay, so first of all, it's not a booty. Um. <laughs> it's private. <laughs> uh, but it's brown because I'm brown. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And my four-year-old, one time, she, like, looked at hers, and she was like, oh, mine's pink like a princess. And I'm like, that's not pink like a princess. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Wow. So I guess the first thing we would say, like, normalize is, call it is what it is, a vagina. Yeah, like, I guess if your mom, it's like, you know, well, obviously, based on the poll that we had, our moms, most mm-hmm, of yeah. our moms did not even tell us about what, like, a period was or, like, I anything. I learned from my cousin. Yeah. Oh, side note, so I have a lot of, like, forward PD clients, mm. like a, like a handful, and so um, I was having a conversation with Wait, one of what my does clients, that mean? like Fort Worth Police Department. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And so um, I was having a conversation. I don't remember like specifically what the topic is, yeah. but like um, we t- spoke about like the importance of calling it what exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I technically we learned from Goop that you know there's different parts of the vagina, mm-hmm. but like if if something happens to your child in a police interview, right? You can mm-hmm. say like they want to know like they don't what well, they they do to they you can't technically like, yeah. put on record like oh my TT he touched my PP or you know yeah. like mm-hmm. they want to know like. They want you to say the word vagina. So I feel like... That is so important because, like... Well, they want you to say that. Yeah, so the police officer is going to approach a child that, you know, potentially was, you know... If, if abused. Was, yeah. Right. So in that case, they are going to talk to you and say, like, these words. So it's important that your kids know those words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys... Did your moms give you, like, vagina nicknames? No. No. Like, no, I didn't even. Even talk to my mom about yeah, it. Yeah, It's like a forbidden no. topic. Yeah. Okay, so when you're, like, five and, like, you didn't clean your private properly and you're like, Mom, my private well, itches. Like, um, what, did you not go and tell her? Uh, you kept it to yourself? I have, I have conversations with them all the time. I feel like, I don't know if it's because I'm a Scorpio and Scorpios are very big on, like, your sexuality or whatever. 
But I tell them all the time, I'm like, I feel like I've always been really into my sexuality since I was little. Okay. Since I can remember, like, in elementary school. Okay. As in knowing my body. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Knowing what it is or knowing, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um... But I, I don't know where it stems from. Like maybe self. So what did your, so what did your moms call it whenever you guys we just, were little? What did she? What I don't did they remember. say? I don't, I don't, remember. I don't remember. Think, I don't even think they called it anything. No, no. it was just like really? part of your body. Like it's just okay. So maybe like all that mattered was like don't get with the guy and don't do this with the guy. <laughs> don't have sex until when you get married. Don't have sex until you get married. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. But we lived in a different era. I would like to think that moms now are different, right? I mean, you're different. Obviously, I'm you're definitely different. Oh, yeah. My mom called it a poon poon. Really? Well, <laughs> I don't remember, honestly. Yeah, I don't remember. No. My mom would be like, make sure you clean your poo poo. Like, uh-huh. something like that. I don't remember, but I know what the word was. But so, when speaking with, like, my police officer clients, like, I always make sure, like, my girls know, like, my vagina. Like, that is a really good tip, especially right yeah. now with, like, all this, like, stuff going on with sex trafficking and everything. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, so, mm-hmm. I never thought about that. I actually have a niece, and I do, I do, I do talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. about like her body parts so i'm like yeah you have she to knows. i do i don't know if her mom does but i do mm-hmm. or whatever i just want her to know i've showered her before like hey you know you need to make sure you clean yourself like do this when you clean yourself and everything yeah right. i mean yeah so my girls know that when they get in there they gotta clean it out you know mm-hmm. um you know tmi but one time i had a hemorrhoid right when you have kids it's pretty popular oh wow <laughs> they're awful they're painful it's horrifying but so i had one until like randomly one day i my i was having issues with it and so like you got to kind of squat on a mirror to mm-hmm. see and then so my four-year-old walks in and she's like mom what are you doing and i was like i'm looking at my booty <laughs> get out <laughs> yeah and she's like i want to look at my booty and then so like off her pants went and i'm like okay look at it and then so like she's squatting on the mirror and then my eight-year-old walks in and she's like mom what are you doing <laughs> and i'm like oh we're looking at our booties because mine hurts <laughs> and then so she's like, this is a true story i promise and so um my four-year-old she like pulls up her private like up high yeah and so zoe's the older one and she's like ew it's weird abby put it down and i was like it's not weird yours looks exactly the same and she's like move let me see she's like like squatting on it she's looking at it and she's like what's that hole down there and i was like you know it's so crazy (laughs) because i remember being young and thinking like your vagina was only meant to pleasure a man Mm. like thinking that thinking that when you were young yeah. I didn't know anything about a clit or anything. Like, not even in high school. Like, I didn't know that. No. Did y'all? No. I don't know. I didn't know that. You learn that through time, right? But it's like, I think it's so important to, like, um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a mom. I can't speak for moms or whatever. But I, I would think that, and, and everybody chooses whatever their appropriate age is. But it's important to, like, educate your, your daughters to, like, hey, this is valuable and what you feel is the most valuable thing. Right. Okay, so she looked at her. Not what they feel, what you feel. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, so my answer to her wanting to know what her hole was is right. I was like, that's where babies come out. Yeah. And she was like, <gasps> Oh, my God. I have a story about that. So the first time that I even knew about babies coming out, mm-hmm. I was in fifth grade. And I had like, <laughs> my, one, of my, one of my cousins told me this. Um, somebody told her, you know, because you, when you're little, you learn from like other people, other your people. age or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And the and she told me, oh, it comes out through your hole. I thought this is so embarrassing. Your butt hole. Yeah. No, your pee hole. I'm like, but how? Oh. Like, how does that happen? Oh. Like your pee, where you oh, pee from? Because yeah. you didn't look like, good enough. I didn't look good enough. No, yeah. I didn't know. You know. What I mean? But that traumatized me for a while. I was like, what the heck? There's like, no way a baby's spitting out of that. Yes, hole. I know. Oh, I was, ouch. I was thinking about it. That's just like so embarrassing or whatever. But, <laughs> but I mean, overall, I feel like. Okay, so I want to talk about you. Obviously, you talked to us about what some of the women that have came to you and and kind of like their self consciousness that they deal with. Um, what specifically speaking, like what is it that they tell you when you're there? Um, it's not necessarily that you know a client will come and say like, oh, sorry, you know, like it's mostly like you'll make like negative comments mm. about your body like mm-hmm. you're like or you know apologize for being what like is the age it. range that we're talking oh, about here yeah well, yeah i want to know what's your oldest that's my favorite seen. part honestly like i really get to hang out with um my youngest i waxed a girl that was 13. oh wow 13 wow. 13. was it why her, was it her choice first of all yeah, yeah absolutely okay um, i had i've been waxing her mom for years and so, you know, then it came to, like, and this was a very good, like, mom-daughter relationship. Where okay. She's like, Mom, I got hair here. I want to take care of it. And she was like, cool, I will take you to get waxed, and you can see Jessica if you want to, or you can shave it, and I can help you do that. What do you yeah. want to do? She was like, I want to wax it. And so wow. she was like, so she called me, and she was like, is it okay that, you know, I bring my 13-year-old? And I'm like, yeah, if she's down, I'm down, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, oh, it's so cute. That's what it looks like when you're so little. <laughs> How was that experience? Oh, my gosh. Like, for, the, for, for her, I mean, she's young, you know? Was oh. she scared? I was, no, I was scared. She was excited. Time. It was crazy, because wow. I love this little girl. She's so cool. But um, And you still see her? Um, No, I haven't seen her again, oh, okay. but she comes with her mom now. Uh, I think she got a taste of it, and she was like, I'll wait. Until uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, ain't that, I ain't that girl yet. Right. Um, so she, uh, she she took it like a champ, and, like, every time I pulled the strip oh. off, and it was, like, so cute. It was, like, little patches. Like, I was like, I don't remember what mine looked like. <laughs> I don't remember it looked like that. It's so cute. Um, so she had maybe like three little patches, like one on the top, two on the side, you know, like it was like, mm-hmm. it was nothing. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, Ooh, Ugh. and then it was like, Ooh, and then her mom was like, would you do it again? And she was like, yeah, it was awesome. Oh. <laughs> it was super cute. Um, and then so oldest, right. I had a client ask, call and ask like, can I bring my mom? She really just, um, uh, she, this client was a teacher, probably like late 50s right and she calls me and she's like can i bring my mom um i've been telling her that i've been getting waxed and she really just wants to be groomed up you know Mm -hmm. she's like she likes to come swim in my pool a lot so her mom was like what 70 in her 80s oh wow 80s and so this is a very active 80 year old woman and um you know just didn't really want to mess with it and she didn't want a whole lot off Mm -hmm. but she wanted to clean up and then to trim up the whole you know middle like but everything that comes out of the bathing suit right you don't want that there no matter what age it is yeah Mm -hmm. and so and then she called and she was like i'm really sorry um she's overweight and she's older and i'm like don't apologize bring her on in you know like I don't care how old you are you deserve to be confident in that area Mm -hmm. no matter what just yeah are there any health ramifications to that like the skin is like thinner or anything like allergies yeah anything like um well if you're allergic to honey don't come see me Mm -hmm. 
Um, but that's pretty fair. Um, uh, so the older you are, or even the bigger you are, maybe your skin is a little thinner. Um, but what I use is hard wax. It doesn't necessarily attach to your skin. It attaches to your hair. And I think that you have to just trust your waxer. The, the most dangerous part of waxing is the skin part of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if you're a good waxer, you're going to be conscious of that. And you're going to hold the skin tight in all the necessary places so that you don't get any rip, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so... I've had clients that have had lap band surgery Mm -hmm. and then they call me and they're like hey so I have a lot of loose skin and that's really scary to me and I'm like I have lap band surgery clients and that's not an issue I'm I'm very cautious of I believe what hurts is the pull of the skin so like if Mm -hmm. you pull the skin up and like then you rip it without like like if you pull the skin and you feel you feel this is what Mm -hmm. hurts more than your actual hair getting ripped Mm -hmm. And so in that case, it could be a risk factor because like not holding the skin tight or pulling in the right direction can cause the bruising, skin rip and all that stuff. Wow. I didn't realize that like people that age like would go. I think it's like my mom. <laughs> I was, if I my was mom was thinking about would be like, it. Why are you bringing me up on, bringing me up on this episode? Well, I mean, it's important to, no, yeah, like, you but like, to feel confident I mean, to I'm, be I'm clean. Pretty, I feel like I'm closer to my, obviously close to my, I'm pretty close to my mom. I'd be comfortable enough to tell her <laughs> like, hey, let's go. Get you want to go? Yeah. Right, yeah. and I think, and so like the way you sell waxing or the way that I sell waxing is like you get a, a kind of confidence that you can't get with shaving no. or any yeah. other type of depilatory like hair removal process. And, and I think for a lot of people, they say like it's expensive, but like it's worth it. What is your body worth? You know what I mean? Like your, your confidence level worth. Like, what is the average price? For a Brazilian... Um, it ranges uh, from fifty to sixty-five dollars. And how often do you normally have to do it? Every four weeks. Four weeks, so yes. monthly. Mm-hmm. Like so monthly. I would go like every three, right? Yeah, because I was like, no, I go a little longer, like six to eight weeks, maybe. No, I would go like every three to four. But I feel like I have. I mean, my I'm sorry, this is personal. I'm, yeah. I have very finer, thinner, thinner. No, hair freaks me out. Yeah. Like, as soon as I would see hair coming, I was like, oh, my God, no. Like, I have to, like, get rid yeah. of it. Are you an everyday well, shaver? Well, I mean, Jessica always even tells me, like, no. it's better when it's, like, a little bit, like, longer. More. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you can wax long. You can't wax short. Yeah. So, um, I, like, clients will call me and say, like... Wait, what was that again? Say it again? Clients will call. No, the woman No, you can wax... Um, I can wax long. I can wax, like, full on, like, long. 70 okay. bushes. Like, don't trim it. Don't touch it. You can bring it in. I can wax it. But I can't wax you after you shaved three days ago. Okay. Mm. If you can't pull the hair off of your skin, yeah. I can't touch it. Yeah. You, you recommend a, at least two weeks, right? Of not yeah, if you shave week. to the skin, um, it takes two weeks. If you trim it down, I can wax it in a week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hmm. So let me ask you something, um, Jessica. Have you ever had um, a labiaplasty customer? No, I haven't. Do you know what that is? Yes. Tell us about what it is. Okay, <laughs> so I believe a labiaplasty is, you can quote me if I'm wrong, anyone, um, is when they do reconstructive surgery on the inner labias. So you have outer labias, which a lot of people call like lips, mm-hmm. and then the inner labias. And I feel like if they're too dangly, people will like trim them down so that you don't have so much aesthetically like, so the people that visually. don't know the correct terminology it's the thing that hangs down yeah it's just like the <laughs> it's like your ear isn't it kind of like part of like your cl- not your clit exactly but like part of it um, what is it called we're so bad with anatomy <laughs> so there's like 
four labias, right? right? And so, like, it's like the two outer and then the two inner. Inner. Yeah. The two inner, uh, uh-huh. sometimes they will come out. Mm-hmm. And so, in that case, people are insecure about that. And so, tell us about that, like, what you've seen in different women. Like, some women have, I, I just, if, if I'm, like, a listener right now, I want to know, like, how can I relate to, like, if I've never seen anybody else's vagina, um, is mine normal, in other words? You yes. know what I mean? Okay, so vaginas are all the same, right? They mm-hmm. equal all the same parts. Right. Just like if you look at a penis, right? You right. have penis and the genital genitals, right? Mm-hmm. So three parts, and the same with us. Like, we have maybe a couple more parts. Right. But everything is there, right. you know? So it's all the same. Just the shapes and sizes are different. Yeah, you just have, like bigger ones smaller ones like brown ones light ones dark ones you know like it's just different shapes and sizes um but everybody's the same Mm -hmm. we all have hair there that we don't want and um i feel like what waxing does is it just brings you a different kind of like sexual confidence and i tell my clients like it gives you like the best sexual confidence oh for Mm -hmm. sure yes because like (laughs) i don't know about you guys but i got hair on my butt (laughs) and so um that's embarrassing and i'm like turn the lights off (laughs) like butt cheeks butt strip you know butt crack butt holes whatever you want to call it and everybody has hair in their in their butthole like a little bit right and so Mm -hmm. me personally like when i'm waxed i'm like go ahead and look there ain't no hair nowhere yeah (laughs) you can look sure i know i don't know about you guys but when after i get waxed it feels so soft it you, is, well, that's the whole okay. point about it. I even think. I, I mean, mean I, tell I, me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You feel like wetter, like mm, right away. Yeah, I feel like you. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. There's less. I I know what you mean. Tell me I'm wrong. Like right oh, away. Yeah. Right away. It's like for a couple of days at least, like without just, anything. It just feels so without different. any stimulation. You just feel like more juicy down there. I, guess. <laughs> I think you get you have like more sensation, so you can feel your like yeah that word moistness. Yeah, <laughs> moist. Um, so tell us what, um, what do you recommend for somebody that is like a first timer that is going to come visit you? What, what should they know before they come visit you? Oh, okay. So, um, a lot of people are afraid of waxing because they think it's painful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it definitely can be, but I think it all depends on your hair quality. Mm -hmm. So, um, exfoliating does half the work. Mm -hmm. Um, so... If you feel your hair, right, like, and it feels, like, pubic-y, like, very, mm-hmm. like, hard and, like, like, if it's Coarse. kind of matted to your yeah. skin and you got some kind of crunch to it, that makes sense? Mm-hmm. It's an ugly word, but, like, it's, a, it's like a crunchy, like, <laughs> right. scratch, you know? Um, exfoliating will help break that down and it makes your hair softer. Mm-hmm. And in that case, all I have to do is remove the hair. And so it makes it a lot less painful. Um, there is um, pain suppressors like Tylenol, ibuprofen, like yeah. those sort of things. And I honestly, personally think that they work. Take it. Yeah, before. I didn't know that until like after my second one. I was like, I would have. I think my cousin started taking them like before. She yeah, I've never gone. Yeah, you take them before. Mm-hmm. They say That's it works. Smart. Right, but um, when you're in the service and you're waxing, it really only hurts for like five minutes. Yeah. I think it's yeah. just like that one. I forgot the which big, one. There's one. No, there's like, one oh, right the above, one. right above like your clit area. Oh, that is like the worst one. Yeah, That's I always like hair. So how long is like the process? 
Pretty much average. Um, I, I feel like it takes about 15 minutes to really cover the vagina. Okay. I think what Jessica does great, though, is like she's really good at distracting you. Yeah, oh, yeah, is. she'll talk to you. She'll talk yeah, to you right and she'll make conversation like, with you. She'll know your life story. Yeah. In those 15 minutes, you already know everything that I do. <laughs> How your week has been. But, but that's good because it's like it's, everything's mental. It it's like a distraction. Your mind, you know? your mind is like. Yeah, I, I really think that that's like I genuinely am. I guess nosy. I guess you call it. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I genuinely want to know. And so the next time you're like, I'm going on this date, and I met this new guy, and his name is blah blah blah, and I'm like, and I'm like, so what happened? Tell me. Yeah, <laughs> like, like she'll remember. Like, like it's so like right. three months later. So what she happened will. this one time? <laughs> I remember I was going on a trip for Thanksgiving. Right. Remember? Yes, and I'm like, so tell me everything. What happened? Yeah. You're, and you're, the cruise, the, the, the yes. cruise that you went to. Yes, so, um, and I think that, oh, and also, like, I like to, like, I, you guys sent me an email on, like, the questions that you asked, right, and one of them was, like, how do you want to better your profession, mm-hmm. and so my answer to that is, uh, communication is a big part of, like, client retention when it comes right. to waxing, and so, um, I think with any service, like, who does your nails and your hair, mm-hmm. it makes a bigger impression when they actually, like, care about who you are as a person right and so I read books on like how to communicate with people Mm -hmm. and so um isn't it cool that your favorite word is your name like this is what I learned there's this book and it's called like how to make friends and influence people girl Mm. I love talking about myself (laughs) everybody Everybody that knows me knows that everybody does and so when I'm waxing like it's just a matter of like how I what you want to talk about yeah mm-hmm. and so it's just a couple of questions to get you there and then we're rocking and rolling and then you're completely distracted from you know the painful service that I'm doing because you're in your own mental like comfort right mm-hmm. yeah you are because you're talking about yourself right and that is a communication strategy which I know personally but it's just like for me it's just it, it's kind of a struggle because if I'm interviewing somebody it's like <laughs> you know what I mean? so like, want to know okay, I want to know about you, but I, I want to talk about me too. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about what I want to talk you about. You would be a bad reporter, Martha. <laughs> oh, for sure. You would be fired the same day. <laughs> okay, but me, 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 me. You know, it, it's okay, logical. Like, I've, I've always been like that since I was little, apparently. My mom says, or whatever. That she said, this is off topic. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. You're right, like, there she goes. <laughs> Talking about Martha. <laughs> Okay, um, this is. I want to go back to the labia plasty. Uh, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Uh, topic. Because um, watching the Goop episode, they mentioned something about uh, porn, which I, I want to touch on. Because I feel like a lot of us, the only reason I know other vaginas is is because of porn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But and I feel like so many like um, people like feel uncom- may feel unconfident about their vaginas because they base it on like what what it should look like in porn. You know, like, based on, like, mm. right, people in porn. But, like, apparently, there's so many, like, porn people or whatever, or women, mm-hmm. that do these type of surgeries to make it look pretty. essentially oh, pretty really? perfect. Yeah. I feel like a big topic that I get is, like, do you do anal bleaching, like, that type of stuff? Yeah. Like, you know, is there ways to, like, make my... What is anal bleaching exactly? Is it, like, to make your hole lighter? I guess. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, okay, so it's pretty normal. Like, if you're not, like, redhead and just, like, very just pink, yeah, fair, Yeah, it's pretty normal to have, like, different colors down there, right? And so clients ask me all the time, like, what can I do to lighten my area? 
Hmm. First of all, I, I mean, wonder, you know what? I always wonder, like, in those situations, like those women, is it because uh, I would think that somebody made them feel uncomfortable about theirs? I think it comes from, like, what you're saying. is like, like we're watching, watching something unrealistic. Yeah. yeah, and they want them theirs to look like that. Yeah. Right. Like that, not accepting themselves as they are. Exactly. Um, I, yeah, so when somebody asks me about that, I'd kind of roll my eyes and I'm like, everything I'm looking at right now is normal, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. it, the like, question would be like, why would you want to do that? Exactly. What um, is it because of your personal or like somebody to make somebody else happy? You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. And like, is a butthole really pretty? <laughs> no. Is you, it? It does what it does and that's it, you know? Yeah, like, I don't really. <laughs> it serves its purpose. Yeah. It serves its purpose. Yeah. I mean, you know, what comes out of it? Like what comes out of it is not pretty. You know? Like, <laughs> Wait, Marissa. <laughs> what? She said, what comes out of it? It's not pretty. I mean, it's not pretty. So why do you want it to be pretty? Poop comes out of it. Like, shit, you're okay. shit. But so to my answer <laughs> to all of you guys wanting to do like anal bleaching is like, it's skin, you know? Like, yeah. You would treat it exactly like you would treat a scar or exactly. a pimple scar mm-hmm. or like a dark mark. And I feel like the more melanin you have in your skin, the more um, you are to like different color parts of your body. That is speaking from a brown woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's normal for it to be two different colors, but mm-hmm. if you do want to treat it like... Just get a dark spot correcting treatment from an acne line. What like it's the, the same hell? thing. How not going that far. Wait, Jessica, I have some. I no, have been forgetting. Not, to, I have been forgetting to ask you okay. this, but I want you to tell me some funny stories. You don't have to. Obviously, you're not naming names, and okay. this is not to shame women, people. This is just to have a little bit of fun, right? Okay, tell us some funny stories. Okay, so okay, so my favorite experience that I thought was pretty hilarious. So You're already laughing. You don't even know the story. Hey, why should be talking about me? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not at all. Um, okay, so I had this client, and she is, uh, she was an older lady, and older than me is what I mean. She's, like, in her 50s, and I thought she was so cool, and she would, like, come, she was a photographer, and she was married to a photographer, and she tells me about these, like, really intimate, like, photography sessions that they have with each other. She would mm. come and bring her pictures, and I just thought she was just the coolest older woman to me, you know, like, so cool. Anyways, so she comes sees me on her lunch break, and, um, you know, I'm waxing her, and then so, like, when you Brazilian, you butterfly, and then whenever mm-hmm. you bring your knees up, you kind of, like, happy baby your knees up to your mm-hmm. chest. And so she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, what, what? And so I have wax in her butt, right? So I'm like, like, okay, so there's a way. So like, you know, when I put you guys in that position, mm-hmm. my elbow's kind of here so that mm-hmm. you're not going to close. You know, if you got hot wax on it and you close your butt cheeks, then, then it's going to kill your wax, right? And so she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, what? And so like, I, like I'm kind of like bracing her up and she's like, oh no. And I'm like, what? And she's like, farts. Oh. <laughs> but do you have a lot of farts? No, but I. She was like, you know, I have a lot of men are pretty honest about me putting wax in that department. So what do they say? They're like, it's warm. It makes me want to poop. You know, like it's warm. I feel like I'm gonna fart. Really? They feel why men? That's weird. Well, because they're just more honest. Okay. Like I feel like they're just less intimidated by you being in that area. That's another thing. How many men? We didn't even talk about this. I know because it's a vagina topic. But do you see a lot of men? Uh, Okay, so I think it's like. 20, 80, 80% vaginas, mm. 20% men. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, men, I would have never Yeah, I need to step it up. <laughs> right. And so, like, when she farted, right, I seen that, like, look of humiliation on her oh, face. Oh, my God. And, like, so and you know, 
know you can like relate to that, right? I would have been humiliated. I would have been humiliated if that yeah. was me. And I was like, please do not be embarrassed. Like literally, yeah. that was the funniest thing that's happened to me today. Mm-hmm. Like, and and it was like I didn't have any kind of judgment. I wasn't upset or mad. Like, did she go back to you? I never seen her. I never saw her again. Ever. Oh, no. Man. And I and I didn't feel any kind of like ill way towards it. I just yeah. thought it was funny. And yeah. then just the fact that she's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's farting. Farting can be like a. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Like I have never farted in front of none of my partners, Ex- oh. exes or nothing. I have never volunteered like purposely. Like. Eh. I mean, in 16 years, it happens every now and then, but like randomly. But I I think that we should look at confidence and like body everything functions the same. Yeah, it is. I have no shame with my partner. I'm like, yeah, take it or leave it. (laughs) I have this thing where he's like, "You call my name." (laughs) Like, stop. Oh my god. You call me. What was that? Come again? And I'm like, get out of here. Can I just fart in the kitchen? ever like see some like vaginas that just like you feel like something is wrong with them like Mm. medically oh no okay so if you are going to show your most intimate body parts to someone like you wipe it down a little Mm -hmm. bit you know like you're cautious of that yeah and i feel like for the most part like my job is like people are like how could you why would you like how did you end up here and i'm like well <clears throat> we all have the same thing, you know, and like if if you care enough to, it's just so stigmatized. Wax it, then yeah. you care enough, like that to it's take clean, care of right? Yeah. You know, and so um, that kind of offends me when somebody's like, "Why? What? Oh no!" And yeah. So um, no, I've never seen anybody that needs to, and I have had clients that are like, mm, "I was having issues last month. I seen the doctor. That's why I didn't see you." And I'm like, "Cool, thanks. You know, glad you got mm-hmm. it taken care of." Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, at least they're open about it. Uh, a side note to that, like. If your partner is not circumcised, you're more likely to have like um, bacterial infections. Did you guys know that? Oh, like really? yeast infections? Mm, not yeast. So I think I have a I have a story about that. Just, like what? Just bacterial. It's different. Uh, okay. It's a different. They call it a different thing. They ver- word it differently. I think like yeast. Like I hear a lot of people that that will get yeast infections from like taking antibiotics or like something mm-hmm. that she's gonna put. Oh, like, another thing is like, taking probiotics is like every a woman. All women should be taking probiotics. You know, cleanse out your. I like kombucha. That's my. Oh thing. my god! I bought I bought kombucha the other day at Costco and I didn't like it. You did it. No, it has, it has a, it's a strong taste. Yeah, you have to. You have to find the right one. I haven't one. acquired the taste to it yet. I only tried it once. So it my girlfriend like, told me because I was like, I don't like the name. I can't drink it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, it just sounds like it's gonna taste nasty. And she was like, just think of it like it's kind of, it tastes like drinking it, drinking champagne with a splash of juice. Mm. And I'm like, all right, you're right. That's exactly You know what? what? Leave off the juice. I'll drink the champagne. <laughs> so I have a funny story. I wanted to share this. And I hope Pedro doesn't get mad at me because I didn't ask him. But okay. Um, one time, we, first of all, don't ever use X products, men, on your genitals. Ever, ever, ever. Which that a was the only time. Nothing like the body wash or anything like on your genitals. Okay, because everywhere is like he cleans good. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So one time, I had to go to the hospital because I got an allergic reaction to the Axe body wash that he was wearing. Oh, oh really? That he scrubbed with. So what? And happened? I didn't know what it was. The next day, I was itching a lot. I was. I, it must have been a few years ago. I was just itching and itching a lot, and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with my vagina? It's burning." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
I made an appointment and we started talking. I was like, well, what is it? You know? And it, and it was ex body wash. So I it's had a like, similar experience. Huh. I was like, pregnant. it was terrible. Like, it was a terrible feeling. I had to, like, get antibiotics. And I think you know, like, as a woman. Ever since then, it was like one right. time and you never used it again. Right. I think that's another important topic. Like, we should consider, like, when things are not feeling right. Right. Like, you mm-hmm. should see somebody in Like, listen to your vagina. Mm-hmm. I had a similar experience. I was pregnant and I was using, like, what was it? Like, some sort of scented vaginal mm-hmm. wash. And I went to the doctor and I was like, there's something going on here. Yeah. It's itching, it's swollen, it hurts, like, there's something wrong with it, fix it. And then she ran a test and she was like, what are you washing it with? And I'm like, this. And she was like, okay, so unscented, gentle mm-hmm. wash, that's it. And I had never, I've never used an intimate wash since then. I've used just regular, unscented, sensitive soap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good um, point is, like, to use unscented. Like, I personally use wipes all the time mm-hmm. like wipes or whatever do you do you guys use the i forgot the name of it spring fresh no but it's that's specifically so? for yeah that that's one so. i keep hearing like bad things about it i haven't that's, used it i probably used it once i, I don't think i've used it what's the I just, spring eve, spring, eve. that one spring yeah, eve. The eve, yeah. I, I have the wipes that i use i have the wipes too i have this one. I, I use wipes too for everything I but like those kind or regular wipes there's two different no, just Thanks. regular. Mm, See, those are no. feminine wipes. Okay. I use those, yeah. For, like, so, pH balance and, like, all that. I want to I wanna talk about these points that I made a note of. Um, I think for, for me personally, like, it's important for, like, our listeners to, like, understand, like, I think, I think a connection to your vagina is very important, you know? And I am not the most connected person. To, as much as y'all have tried to, like, make it seem like I'm confident or whatever. No, I'm, I'm not. Like, we all can work or whatever on, on ourselves. So I just want to bring a, a, a couple of points as to how you can be more um, ways to love and build a connection to your vagina if you're unconfident about it. Um, if you have not spent time looking at... I'm talking about not just look, glance at it. I'm talking about, like, sit in front of a fucking mirror, put a light on there... And like explore your whole vagina, like yeah. everything about your vagina, like literally do that. Like I think that's the first step is understanding mm-hmm. what it is, you know. Um, educate yourself about your vagina. Apparently, we didn't know a lot about it. Yeah, <laughs> we know how it feels, but not um, the anatomy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, masturbation to me is very important as a woman. I feel um, it even varies. if you have a partner. Yeah, even if you have a partner, like it's very stigmatized. Um, Shamed. Shamed. Yeah, it's very shame as, especially as we were younger or whatever. But I feel like masturbation doesn't necessarily mean, I feel like a lot of people equate that to like not having good sex or this and this and that. It's like, no, it's like personal time to yourself so that you can understand what pleasures you, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, learn how learn how to figure out what you like. Yeah. I think that's what that show was all about too. I think that was important to learn how to take control of. Take your power sexuality yeah. and so how sad is it that you know we gauge pleasure by you know your pleasure in your partner you know whenever our ours is just as complicated and just as sensitive and that's how we grew up and you know when we were younger it's like pleasuring your partner and it's, it's like as you grow you realize okay no it's not about just you it's about me too or whatever yeah. and i hope all women out there have a partner that actually stops and considers like you and mm-hmm. your needs and what you want exactly because a lot of the times it's not. You know, a lot of the times... Like, and if you haven't had that conversation, I know it's, it can be uncomfortable, but have it. Yes. And another thing that they touched on the show 
was that um, we don't speak up for what we want or need. Mm -hmm. And me personally, I didn't. I never have. And I'm like, um, that was not that good. I think that's a very common woman, um, I guess, issue. You know what I mean? Hey, slow down. Like, what do you Because you don't even, you don't grow up even thinking that. You you grow up thinking like it's about making your partner happy because Mm -hmm. he's the guy and you're the one that's making him happy. But it's like, uh, no, as you grow older, if I ever have women, no, this is my saying. If you enjoy it, why women do you think that I'm not going to enjoy it? Right? Yes. Yes. That's my, that's my uh, take on that. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, it ain't fair if you. (laughs) (laughs) It's just you. Yeah. Like sex is about two people. Right. Right. Like that pleasure. Sex involves two people, not one. (laughs) And on that subject, women, if you have not explored your clip clip just understand that a clit has eight fucking thousand nerves <laughs> nothing compared to a woman uh, a woman a yes. man's nice. penis yeah. okay so you need to explore all those eight thousand nerves that you have <laughs> there's a meme out there that's so funny like uh i'll, I'll post it on our page but it's like something about like eight thousand nerves and you're if you don't even hit one of my nerves or whatever like it's just it was funny i don't know i'll already post it if you if i have eight thousand nerves and you don't even hit one what can you say exactly exactly um okay so in the episode fyi everyone out there um they go and teach you like a method on how to pleasure yourself yeah and how you can get to that climax like tech in techniques like they go through it there's an actual orgasm on the show that part was good which i was like oh okay tasteful like i think i was like this is beautifully executed Mm -hmm. like you couldn't have videotaped a woman's orgasm while she was pleasuring herself any more like tasteful that's like an episode that every woman needs to watch Mm -hmm. period yes you know the the goop lab episode Um, three um the pleasure is ours yeah right Mm -hmm. on netflix on netflix um Another another way that you can um, feel more confident is like after visiting Jessica and mm-hmm. getting waxed, take pictures of your vagina. <laughs> I never did that. Take pictures of your vagina. Feel confident. Um, just I think you should just look at it and appreciate the way yours is because um, we're all the same, but we're also all different. Right. And I feel like it's kind of a gift, you know, like. I think vaginas are more attractive than penises, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, well, you but, know why I say take pictures of it? Because I feel like as you age as a woman, you're going to start having, like, these feelings about how your vagina looks as you get older. You know, obviously, I don't know. I don't, I don't think mine looks the same that it was 20, 20 years ago, but, like, I still like it. But uh, I think taking pictures, me personally taking pictures, is going to, like, give me a good memory as I age. A- at every stage. You know what I mean? It's like, right. oh, wow, like... I love my vagina at every stage. I think it's a body part, right? Like you find different parts about yourself that you you love about yourself. You know, like you look in the mirror, and some days you're like, "Yes, I look great." You know, like I love my eyes. I my eyebrows are on point. I have beautiful hair. I love my teeth. I love my lips. Like find something about your vagina that you love. That's just you. Whatever it is, whatever Mm -hmm. makes you feel good about it. Another thing is wear empowering clothing, and I'm I said it empowering because. Not everybody has the same taste in, like, lingerie and this and this and that. It's fine. Like, if you like cheeky boy shorts, that's fine. That's what makes you happy. Like, it doesn't have to be the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. But something that makes you feel good, like, 
down there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this makes me feel good about my body. Right. Confident. Oh, this positions my vagina perfectly or whatever. But wearing empowering clothing, I feel... You don't even have to be in a relationship for that. Like, I'm... I feel like we need to normalize not... You don't have to be in a relationship oh, yeah, to wear no. sexy clothing when you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know who, who I heard that from and, like, it stuck to me? It's, like, Britney Spears. She said that one time. It's, like, mm-hmm. she wears, like... She's always worn lingerie going to sleep. Lingerie going like, to sleep. Cute. Even if you're, like, by yourself. I think that's important. Yeah, I, th- I do that. I have cute, like, pajamas and lingerie. Yeah, because it makes you feel dresses, good, right? Going to bed. Yeah. I, think, I think it matters. Yeah. I, I think what you wear to sleep adds to your confidence and like I feel like if you feel good you look good if you look good you feel good and that goes to like when you're sleeping or lounging or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously uh, vaginal hygiene which you touched on that's important it's like and one thing that I know about vaginal hygiene is that it's self-cleaning it's like as long as you keep it wipe it make sure you like you said just look look at it Wipe it, your your va- your vagina. Don't worry about the smell. I feel like a lot of people might worry about the smell. Cautious. Yeah, it's yeah. just like... Um, okay, so as far as smell goes, I think uh-huh. a lot... It's important to just be cautious of your hygiene. And so if there's an odor, it probably needs to just be rinsed. You know? Like, that, and I also heard it's about what you eat. Like, if you eat a bunch of junk I heard that food too. I and processed really food, it like, then that's what makes your uh, vagina smell. Okay, so side note, as a waxer... Um, I do, I cautiously do not breathe through my nose when I'm waxing. Oh. So if your, if your vagina stinks, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, if it smells great, I don't pay attention. And one, <laughs> the, my, la- my last point, uh, well, actually I have two more points is, uh, if you're in a relationship, talk to your partner about, talk your partner through your pleasure, through your pleasure. I think that was like the biggest like, thing that made an communicate yes and a relationship is what makes the most difference it's like let them know what feels good and okay maybe you don't want to hurt somebody's ego so it's like you don't want to let them know what doesn't feel good but emphasize what does feel good mm-hmm. and trust me they will do more of that right i think you know? it's more of shame and, and not making them um feel bad if you're telling them like like kind of like if they they suck yeah yeah well i feel opposite like i feel like you know, we've never been taught to, like, speak out about it, so we don't. Yeah. Right. And, and that was what they were talking about. I'm like, yes, I feel like that, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's good, and we're embarrassed to admit it. Yeah. Or, that's not good. We're embarrassed to admit it. I started it. practicing that law, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, why? About communicating. As like, you hey, get older, you communicate voice. better. Yeah. My last point, and I haven't personally, I'm going to start doing this. I haven't I haven't done that. I think everything else I've pretty much done. Is uh, recently taking up a lot of meditation. And uh, I was watching a YouTube about, like, loving your vagina or whatever. And it says, like, when you meditate, literally visualize your vagina as you meditate. Like, visualize your connection to your vagina as you meditate. That's cool. And I can actually, I can can see that. Like, I can see how that works as in, like, for self-pleasure, too. It's Mm -hmm. like a visualization when nothing else matters but in that moment you're like it's you and your vagina connection i think it's cool it's like a mental connection yeah right connected with your entire body i'm like i want to do it so bad (laughs) really yes um well i've been met i had a really good meditation experience this morning but not related to that but in general you know i've been meditating recently but that's something i'm excited to try but anyway (laughs) i feel like we try to touch on as much as we could about vaginas i feel like as women, there's just 
our vaginas are so just magical and they're just like they're like it's like on a pedestal right and they're always there's always something new to learn yeah exactly ourselves. i feel like we create life so that should deserve that it. itself yeah. that itself is point. like yeah what's that saying that uh, i've heard a meme or i've heard a guy say it it's like um a vagina's worth gold like a vagina has a lot of what, what's that saying a vagina has a lot of power yeah, we, we, it, it really creates, does. It creates life, mm-hmm. you know? Like, what what That's higher value thought. can you put it at? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And, again, Jessica, thank you so much for being on this episode. We, like, truly enjoyed having you here. I had fun. <laughs> you, know what, you, know, you know what would be fun? Having a guy come and talk about the different vaginas. Like what right? they see. their point of view, what they see. Right. I think it would give women a whole different perspective. Yes. Honestly, because you know, like I, I'm, I'm sure all of our partners have said, like, "Wow, you're it's beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. I love it." Yeah, and you know how that myth is like whenever you're like you're barely having sex and how you feel tight, and then when you're older mm. you feel loose. I wouldn't want to hear that from a guy. I still, I mean, how do you know? I'm like, I still feel tight, and because you're barely. We can maybe touch on another episode. Is like the Kegel um, exercise. Okay, oh, I haven't yeah, done it, yeah, but I, I want to. That. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> but again, Jessica, thank you so much for thank coming. You, you know, I, I kind of feel like so we're just gonna fun. have you for a future another future. Before episode. we forget, what is your Instagram so they can go Pimp follow yourself you? out? Tell yes. us about everything about you. Okay, how can so people find you? Jessica Franco Waxing. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we'll tag her too. You can Google me. You can Yelp me. Um, we'll my you. phone number and the link uh, to book is on my Instagram, Facebook, Yelp, and Google. And she will take care of you guys. Like, She's trust. awesome. Thank uh, you yes. so much. <laughs> awesome. We'll, we'll see you all next time, guys. Let us know what you all thought about this episode. Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That really, really makes a big difference for our podcast. And, yeah, go get your wax on. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.